Welcome to Getting Intimate with KWE. I'm your host, Teresa Stutter, the founder of Kina Woman Enterprise. And with me, I have my trusty sidekick, Nia, my daughter, Naeja Reeves, who hey. is our COO. And we have our friend with us. We have a friend with us from North Carolina. She is also an author, Tanea Scott. Hello. Everyone say hey. <laughs> All right, um, before we really get started, Shanae, about your book, give us just a little background about you. Okay, I'm 28 years old. I was born in the Bronx, New York. Um, I always had a gift of singing. I always loved to sing and love people. I have a six-year-old son, and I just love to encourage other women who are going through tough situations, and whether it's through encouraging words or through a song. Yeah, yes, and we have the pleasure of hearing you sing on many occasions because we all used to go to the same church together in North Carolina. Yeah, actually, back in the day, me and Shania and um, Devin and I believe, I think her name was Sharita, Shanita. I can't think of what her name is. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, I did have a little group. We were going to start a singing group, yeah. That's right. I do remember that. I remember y'all was going to start a singing group together. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. happened, and I don't know what happened with that, but... Okay. Who knows? Maybe this might be a time y'all get that old, the old band together, as they say. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you, Shanae, for joining us. And we're going to talk about your book that you wrote. Yes. And what is the title of your book? Um, the title of my book is called From Pain to My Purpose. Pain to Your Purpose. Yes, ma'am. I always, you know, I always thought about writing a book too, but I don't know. There's a Go lot to write a book. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm not even gonna lie after like because I had started writing a book right but I kind of like put a pause on it or whatever and then after reading your book it inspired me to start writing some more and I have wrote more chapters in my book so thank you that's funny you said that too because as I was reading her book too I was like Okay, well maybe I should because I always tell somebody you should write a book about yourself. You should always. You, I've been saying it for years, and then I was like, well, why don't you write a book? And then you know, I, I think about it. But then after I read your book too, I was feeling the same way. Like my age, I was like, maybe I really need to sit down and take some time and really like write this book. Do it, but never mind about me. Never about me. People hear me all the time talking. People, this is about you and your book. You know, um, just tell us a little bit about your book without giving too much, because we still want y'all to go and buy her book. You ain't gonna right. get all the goods here, but you know, let tell us a little bit about it. I mean, I already read it. It's a nice, good, easy read. It is. So I, I read it. I think I read it in like 15, 20 minutes. So like. <laughs> yes. Well, um, this book is basically, it's about how God allowed me to go through pain and hurt, but behind the hurt and pain, there was a purpose. And I knew my purpose. I knew my worth like I found myself going off 
going off track, trying love in all the wrong places. I found myself getting betrayed and set up by people and friends who said they loved me, who said they were there for me. But through every situation, through every hurt and pain, God was always in the midst of it. And he always allowed me to make it out. And I was even in a situation that I never thought I would be in, which was abuse with my son's father. I never thought I would go through that. But God allowed me to go through that. And I made it out of that. I made it out of that. So I wanted to encourage others that in the midst of your pain, this purpose behind your pain, you got to go through something in order for you to be stronger and for God to bring you out of that. You know, when I read that in your book, Shania, about um, the things that you were saying that you had went through with your son's father, um, girl, I just brought back so many flashbacks for me because I was like, because I went yeah. through the same exact thing that you went through with, with my agent and wow. my father. And I was with him for like seven years. And like that whole, the seven years, it didn't always start off, it didn't start that way. It always started off beautiful. But then after, you know, and what it didn't start really until I got pregnant with my agent. And once I got pregnant with my agent, it just seemed like it all started going downhill. But then I stayed and had two more kids with the fool. But, <laughs> but because... I, like I tell people, when he's when he was good, he was good, and when he yeah. was bad, he was bad. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and then I had kids, and I always, and I just figured if I stayed and show him that I love him, that he'll see that he don't have to be the way he is. But that don't work. Child, that, yes, that's that what I thought too. I felt like I could change him. I felt like I could change him to be this person that I want to be, but that was in him. Like yeah. at the time he was, I feel like he wasn't ready for someone good to be in his life. And he didn't know how to, how to treat, how to treat someone good. But I had to make a decision. I had to make, God brought me to a breaking point, a devastating situation where I had to make the decision that I had to get out and not go back for my son's sake. And it was the best decision that I ever made. To this day, I never went back. And that was six years ago. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I thank the Lord that you got out of that situation. Yes. He gave you the strength and the courage to get out. Because, you know, there are some women who don't get out. They stay. And sometimes it, it costs them their lives because yeah. they're, they're too afraid to leave or too too afraid to be without the person because that's all all that they knew and they don't get out so I just think that thank God that he gave you the courage to to leave and yeah and that you had enough wisdom to to really to know that's God know that it was God and enough courage to act on what the Lord told you because it was the same like with me uh because me and him was engaged my uh not even a father and i was engaged to be married and the lord spoke to me and said if you if you think it's bad now how much worse do you think it's going to be if you married him and i was right right you right lord you right and so i was like well we won't be saying doom, doom, doom. <laughs> we will not be getting married not at all but like i said i stayed because i just but if he just see, and I just figure if I just love him through, 
and but it like you said you um that you you write it is within um within them Shania, because you know when I was with my agent and my father you know he used to tell me how his mother and his stepfather used to fight like blood fight you know and everything else and then they would get up and clean up and go out and eat breakfast like nothing never happened so in his mind so and he's and so in his mind he's thinking like this is okay I could do a tantrum I could beat you up or I could say what I want to say to you and then you just have to take it and we just move on from there like it never happened and you know he actually even told a mutual friend of ours that well because uh, he wound up getting locked up one time for abusing another woman that he was with and he actually told a mutual friend of ours well if they just learned how to talk to me so in his mind he felt like you know he could say he could beat you up he could say what you want to say to you put his hands on you call you all all kind of names that's not yours <laughs> and everything else too and you supposed to just sit there and be like okay i understand and everything else and you are not supposed to voice your opinion so like i said i get what you mean about you know being in an abusive relationship and getting out and just really knowing to hear the voice of the lord when he speaks to you in those those moments when you know you like go and go now so i i i get that i understand that yeah. i do so um when did you first realize though that you wanted to write a book well, after God allowed me to come out of that situation, I felt like I'd have to, to I have to get my story out because it's someone in the same situation that is not strong enough to try to make it out. And I want to encourage women that's going through not just abuse of hurt, but different types of hurt to make it out. And I figure if I write it, I write it in a book, people will read it and it'll be an encouragement to them. Yeah, it was to me, girl, when I read it. I was like, not only that with the abuse, but just writing the book, period, I was encouraged. I, I was really encouraged. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's like I, I knew you, but it was like I really got to know you more. Mm -hmm. Really, um, to see the, the process that you had to go through to get to where you are. And um, it just, you know, I already respected you, but it's like, you know, it really um, made me respect you more as a person um, to see what you've gone through and yes. how you have the ability to smile and, and sing and um, not allow it to make you anger or, you know, or bitter or mm -hmm. make right. you, um, you know, be, um, you know, a victim and make that as an excuse to be mean or right. people or to behave certain ways and um you know expect that you know you're entitled to do so because of the things you went through because that that tends to be sometimes um the behavior or the mindset of some people who have gone through trauma they use their trauma as excuses to um have um you know bad character um you know character flaws bad habits and justify their actions with it and so to see someone um who's gone through what you experience and say you know what 
I can see the goodness of God even in this is saying mm -hmm. so much about your maturity and who you are. And yeah. I'm very proud yeah. of you. Yes, yes indeed. I have a question, like, um, as far as you writing your book, what, what was the most difficult part for you to write? The most difficult part was um, the part about the abuse with my son's father. But the last part where I was sitting in the room and he wanted me to go out and get a beer for him because he wanted to, you know, get drunk. And I was pregnant with my son at this time. And because I didn't want to go, he had put a gun to my head and said that he he threatened to kill me, he said that he would kill me. And that was the most difficult part to write because I never would have thought a person like me would be in that situation. A person that said they love me so much and I'm carrying a child would actually do something like that. So that was the most difficult part for me to write. And still to this day, it's the most difficult thing for me to talk about. So, cause I never thought that that would happen. It seemed like a dream. Like it seemed like it wasn't even true. And to this day, it traumatized me. Sometimes I have flashbacks about it, but God, he's, every day is a healing process. I'm still healing from that trauma. So I would say that was the most difficult, difficult part of the book. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I, I remember a time when, um, my Asian father had held a knife to my throat and we was like in the hallway of uh, where we, and where I lived at, but I was by my door and, and the stairs was like right behind him and he like held the knife to my throat and, and I would, I was scared, but, but I also had a calm in me as well, you know, mm -hmm. at the same time and like, and he was all hyped up. I believe he was high and, and the Lord was like, just push him, <laughs> push him. And I pushed him and I was able to run into the house and lock my door to get, to get away from him, you know, mm -hmm. and everything. And he would bang on the door and then I had to call the cops and all that kind of stuff. But, um, it, it, I, I get you. I really do. I, and I know how to feel like when you feel like you're stuck in a situation and not really sure how to get out, but you know you need to get out and you know that you need that you deserve better than what is happening to you at, at that moment yeah i get that yes man but everything god allows us to go through it just only makes us stronger and it gives us it's a purpose behind every pain we go through so it was it was a reason for that to happen because now I feel like I'm stronger and I can tell my story for a long time. I held it in. I didn't want to tell my story, but I said I had to. I had to. So other women could come out of that, out of that situation. I think sometimes that's the trick of the enemy as well, um, to make you feel <clears throat> embarrassed mm -hmm. or ashamed um, about what you went through. But then you, because... Um, telling your story would also help feed someone that's else in that situation, wherever they say well unsafe, you know, uh, to let them know that to listen to that inner self when it when they tell you to leave, like this yes. man really or this woman means you no good that you really need to go, you know, yes. and 
and the trick and the enemy try to get you not to tell people or speak out about it and make you to keep you like shameful but the only way you can be free from that is you by telling it yeah and letting them know how the lord got you out of that situation yes ma'am. i get it i get that but but I also see that you had spoke about your grandmother as well in your book. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's my that was my heart. Like my grandma was someone that she had a very sweet spirit. Like she was like how can I say it? the life of the party like she you could talk to her about anything and she always knew what to say no matter what the situation was. She always knew just what to say and she loved to sing. Just like me, she loved to sing. And I remember when she used to sit at the window and she was just sing, um, another day that the Lord has kept me. I remember she used to sing that song and um to get, help her get through things. And she was a praying woman, a woman, and she always kept a smile on her face. Like she was the angel of the family. So you would say that you're singing? And and your grandmother and thinking about her is what help you get through your situation. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Especially singing because singing, I feel like, is my place of healing and it's my peace of mind. I know that's right. Yeah, I get. I definitely get that. You know, because that was really how like my relationship with God started. You know, it started with you know singing worship and praying and dancing. And, that's funny, you know, because you know, <laughs> that was the same thing with me, you know, with me too. Like, like when I got, because I was always going to church with my mother when I was younger. Uh, I started going to church when I was 13. My mother was actually raised Catholic. She became a Catholic when she was young, but then uh, when she got older, she um, found Christ and she became born again and she was going to the church. So I used to go with her and everything else and from the time I was 13. And um, I remember they were starting, now I'm like going into like going on 16. And uh, I remember they were starting the choir. And I always loved to sing too. And I say that I'm I'm like you, but I could, I could sing along with everybody. I could sing along with everybody else kind of thing. And so, and that was the same thing too. And that was what brought me to the Lord too, because, you know, the apostle there at the church, he was like, I don't want no mess up in it. So if your life is not reflecting what's happening in church, your life outside of church is not reflecting the same thing that's happening in church, then don't even try out. And I wanted to sing. So, and I wanted, and my life was not reflecting at that time what was happening in church. My <laughs> life outside of church was cigarettes and boys, okay? <laughs> at 16. And so, and I remember um, praying uh, I was on my way walking to school and smoking. And I was like, you know, I just, you know, prayed that, you know, absolutely just take the taste of, this, of cigarettes out of my mouth. And like I tell you, the Holy Spirit came over me. I, as soon as I went to go put that cigarette in my mouth, I, I dropped it. I just started crying. I just felt like overwhelmed, like, but a good overwhelmed overwhelming feeling that I just cried the whole day. I had to call my mother up. I was in school. I was crying. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I cried. <laughs> but I couldn't smoke my cigarette. I was telling, telling all myself and everything else to my mother. But the same thing with me, singing. Singing is what did it for me too. Yes. 
It's like mm -hmm. it gives you a peace of mind. It does. It really do. Singing, hey, hey, that's what they say. You when you worship the Lord, you know, you do, you do get a release, and you do get, you know, you get more. I would say inspired too. You yeah, know, yeah. I think it, what it does is like some songs they help you to see the goodness of God, even in hard times, and then yeah. some songs minister to your your problem. Yeah. Right. You're, yes. you're going through to give you hope to keep going just a little little while longer you know um and then you know this sounds some songs are to remind you of god's goodness so that you can have faith and hope that you can and you will get through what you're going through so, yeah. yeah that's so cool yeah i loved I love singing to Jesus. <laughs> yes. yes. I know that's right. <laughs> so um, what does your family think about, you know, your book? Like, has your mother, brother um, read your book? And what do they think about it? Yes, they have. And they love my book. But they were shocked by some of the things that was in the book that they know I, they didn't know that I went through, like the abuse. My mom, she had a feeling, but she didn't really have any idea of what I was really going through until after I came out of the situation. So mm -hmm. they was, they loved the book. They was just shocked and kind of hurt. It touched their heart to know that I went there, but it brought my family closer. It brought us closer. Yeah, that's good. That's good good that's good and they therefore and it's good too because then it gives you a chance to um communicate more better too to probably be more closer now or the simple fact that now that they know that because sometimes when you do go through things like that and it's hard to really talk to family members especially mothers yes. <laughs> especially yes. mothers and stuff like that it's really it's really hard to talk because the one thing you don't want to hear well i told you so I and I, you so. don't want to yes. you don't want to hear none of that you don't want to hear the chastisement of yes. your parents you so wasn't doing this is a, right yeah. you, you want to just listen to what i told you like, you know and I, somebody doing something to me has become my fault like you know and that's the worst that's the worst thing that you can tell someone who's been abused especially sexually abused or physically abused that is the worst thing that you can um do to someone is demonize them when they were the one who was attacked right uh, one thing that um they teach us in cr because um i'm in celebrate recovery is that you know and when we do like our inventory of you know things that we went through and stuff like that um they always have the end part where you have to tell what your role was your part that you played and what what occurred in your life but one thing that they say when it comes to sexual abuse or physical abuse that you have no fault in that. That person made a choice in the decision to do what they did to you. Yeah. And it's the, it is the trick of the enemy to make you feel like 
if you did something different or, you know, to pretty much blame yourself and feel shame, guilt, and condemnation about what happened to you. Like if you let it happen to you or if you made different decisions, then maybe this wouldn't have happened to you. And it's the trick of the enemy to keep you in bondage and shame, um, to keep blaming yourself for, you know, what happened and what occurred. And so, you know, I think, you know, um, people should be mindful, especially family members. If you have, you know, people in your life um, who has encountered sexual abuse, physical abuse, the worst thing you could ever do to them is demonize them for what happened. Yes. I was going to just say, you know, you don't even realize the enemy's using you to keep that person in mental and emotional bondage. Mm. Yes, that's true. And for a while, like while I was in that situation, I used to beat myself up and think like, it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe if I was pretty enough or maybe if I did this or I did that, maybe the abuse wouldn't come. That Because that's how I lost in that abusive relationship. I lost my self-esteem. I lost who I was. I used to walk with my head hanging down, cry every day. Like I was in a miserable state of mind where I just lost my hope I lost my joy and I didn't know my worth I started it was so bad to the point where I started believing everything he was telling me he told me I would never be nothing that amount to no one you know called me everything but a child of God and I started really believing these things I started believing these things so in this situation it says strength it says strength and it took praying it took my mom praying my family praying people praying interceding on my behalf and it took that strength, that strength to know that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made, that God, he allowed, he allowed this to happen, but it's a purpose behind it. And it's in it. And then after I came out of it, I started to see what I was worth. I started to, God gave me the strength and the courage to hold my head up high. I no longer have to hold my head down no more. I no longer have to cry and have sleepless nights no more. Now I can have my joy back. I can smile again. I can live again. So like when you're a victim of abuse, sometimes the enemy allows whatever they're saying to put in your, to put in your head. Sometimes he allows that for you to think that it's true. And it's not true because with God, all things are possible. You're overcoming with God. That's right. I think right. also like when people like go through things like that, you know, um, sometimes it's hard for them to even see God, um, yeah. you know, and the enemy plants, you know, in their mind, you know, God isn't real because if he was real, why would he let this happen to you? Or, you know, God must hate you if, you know, he um, allowed this to happen to you. And I think people get the misunderstanding that God gave mankind a free will. Yes. He, he cannot, he will not override someone's free will. And that person who abused them and hurt them made a choice. So it's not that God wanted it to happen to, to you and that he just willingly allowed it to happen to you. Just like he gives everyone a conscience that 
what is right and what is wrong. If you make the choice whether to do the right or the wrong thing, that individual that hurt you, that individual who hit you, that individual who, you know, raped you, abused you, or whatever the case might be, they made a decision and a choice. But the awesome thing about God is that even when those people make those horrible choices and hurt you, that he has the power and the ability to help you heal and to overcome those, That's traumas, right. those traumas. And that is the great thing about God. But you have to be willing, <laughs> willing participant to want to um, grow from that and be healed from that and not sit and not sit in that misery place you know you're gonna you will have to be willing to to fight you know they always say joy comes in the morning yeah joy comes in the morning when you decide that you're gonna do better you're gonna you're gonna turn this situation and this bad situation to a good situation so mornings when you decide to wake up yeah yeah it's when you decide not when when the sun come out like, like in frozen, the sky awake, so I'm awake kind of thing. Not that kind of. I'm awake. <laughs> the, the joy comes in the morning is when you when you wake up and say, "Okay, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to leave this relationship." Okay, I'm not going to take this. Yeah, I was raped, and maybe I got pregnant from this rape, but I chose to. I'm going to choose to raise this child and make this situation better than what it was. And God will give you the strength to go through that and open doors from that because you made that decision to allow to allow yourself to heal, to want to be better, to seek him and things like that. So yeah, definitely. And I'm not, and I'm not gonna lie, it's not easy. It's a it's a process. It is. The, the healing process is not easy, but it's worth it though. Yeah. It's it worth is. it. So you do have some little PTSD after things like that happen. <laughs> And then yeah. you also start, you also develop trust issues, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And, but then it also gives you a chance to realize that, okay, before you jump into that next relationship, let's let's just see what this person about. Let's go, let's really let's, let's do a good inventory of this person. So how was your parents? Let's do a good inventory right. first. Over the same relationship. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see, you know. Let's see how you uh, treat your family. Let's just see if if you if he's not the kind of person he ain't real close with his mother and his mother and father kind of people. You have to look into that. Why? Why is that relationship shaky? You know that kind of thing. You know you gotta you gotta look into some of these things. So what would you say, Dochenade, was the most surprising thing that you found of of yourself um, with writing this book? writing the book writing the book <laughs> that was the most surprising thing because i i said you know i was going to write a book but i didn't think i was going to actually go through with it and actually go through the process and and just put it out there i would never thought that i would actually go through with it so that mm-hmm. was the most surprising thing yeah well how yeah. did you like go about like getting it like published and you know just in case someone might want to know or you know after hearing and watching this they're like you know I think I want to write a book too like what Mm -hmm. was like your writing process your publishing process and all that 
Okay, so um, the first thing I had purchased a bush from a book from Lady from Lady Tisha Ward, and um, while reading her book, I asked her, "Well, how did you?" It was a paperback book, and I asked her, "How does she go about writing her book?" And she told me that her husband has a publishing agency called Imagery Publishing, and she gave me the information to contact them, Pastor Darrell Ward. And she gave me, once she gave me the information, I contacted them and they read my story and they edited it for me. They even did a photo shoot um, for the cover photo and the photos that was in the book. So if y'all want to write a book, I would recommend to go to Imagery Publishing Company. Okay. And where, they, or where are they located? In North Carolina or where are they located? Yeah. Yes, they're located in Greenville, North Carolina. And they also have a Facebook page. And what, what was the process that you went to even just to start writing your book, though? Um, I got me a journal. I'm going to show y'all my journal. I got me a journal like this or uh -huh. any type of notebook. And then every day I just started writing day by day, every day about my feelings, what I've been through until I couldn't write no more until I felt like I was ready to get it published. So basically you just get you a journal and everything that you're feeling and every hurt that you've been through, just release it in this journal. Mm. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Me personally, because like me, I, I'm I'm a thought person, but like writing is not like a great thing. Cause then me, I write it, then I want to want to reorganize it how I want it to be. Cause that's just how my brain be working. So I would yeah. say with me, I think I would start off recording, like just recording things and then just let it take it from there because I know me, I'm the kind of person that I can't just, I can't write it because then I'm like, okay, no, I want to, I want to organize it how I think the book should go and flow <laughs> instead of just yeah. going and just, and just saying what I need to say and then let it get organized later. I don't know why my brain would be working like that. You know what? help me with my like writing process like creating an outline like just starting with like titles of like yeah like, like every event of my life or something that you know really you know was a, a main event in my life just give it a title okay like, that sounds and even different thoughts in my mind like emotional things that I battled with just give it a title and then kind of organize it based off of the titles and mm -hmm. then write about those experience under those that's a, oh that's a that's a thought that's that a sounds thought. great that that sounds a lot <laughs> I'm a little in my brain <laughs> <laughs> what be going off in my brain? Cause my brain be off on something else. I don't know. <laughs> so right after you like wrote your book and everything, you released a single, right? Yes. It's called Something Good is Getting Ready to Happen. <laughs> All right. Well, well, sing a little bit of that song for us. Some, okay. Something good. It's getting ready to happen. Something good is getting ready to happen. No matter what you're going through, God won't leave you. Something good 
is getting ready to happen. <laughs> that sounds so good. Yeah, where can uh, people like find your single and um, listen to it? And where can like people like purchase your book and everything? Okay, um, for the single, if you have an iPhone, you could type in Shanae Scott Something Good. And you could also go on YouTube and type in Shanae Scott Something Good. And also, my books are available on Amazon. Um, they're $15.99 for the paperback. And for if you would like to read it through Kindle, it's $10.99. And on Barnes & Nobles, they are $10. So you just type in um, Shanae Scott from Pain to My Purpose. All right. I promise yeah. I won't be disappointed. No, you will no. not. You will not. You will <laughs> not be disappointed at all. It like now it just said it was an easy read. It doesn't really take long to read the book. It doesn't take long. I would say that you know it cut off an episode, whatever show, record it on a DVR and read the book. And then you go back to whatever episode show you want to watch later because it is not it's not a hard read. It's very easy to read. It's very interesting. It will actually click some things in your mind and be like, you know, you know, I got something I need to say, and I need there's some things that I want to, and I think it's therapeutic too to when you write start writing things, especially if you have are a person that been through abuse or or anything like that or felt rejected or you know was um befriended and then was treated wrong when when by so-called friends and things like that uh it's a it's a good therapeutic thing to write it out and things like that and we're gonna give you and if you write it out and want to make it a book we're gonna send you to the publishing company Chanel went to <laughs> <laughs> and let them help you get it all together and organized. But Shanae, we want to thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk about your book and your single and everything else. And um, now Asia will put the links up for, for your book and everything up on, on here. So you can just click on the link and go right to Amazon and get that book. You can yes. go to the iTunes and you can go straight to um, YouTube to hear her single and everything. Because we just wanted to give you a little piece. We didn't want to give you the whole song. Right. You know, we had to go. <laughs> and we just want to tell you a little bit about the book. So you can go and read it yourself. That's what we're going to do. But we do thank you. And we thank you for tuning in to us. We're getting intimate with KWE. Join us again. Thank you. Yes, thank y'all for the opportunity. I love y'all. You're welcome. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love y'all. Love you too, girly. <laughs> Tell your mama I say hey. I will. All right. Love y'all. Love you too. Thank you, KWE family, for all of your support. Please like, love, share this video. Leave a comment if you haven't already. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so this way you're updated whenever we have a new video coming out. Are you following us? Follow us on Facebook, IG on Facebook. You can catch our Facebook Lives when we do our Women Empowerment Wednesday so you can chat it up with us. Or you can also join our free networking group so this way we know what's going on with you and your business. 
we could not do all that we do here at KWE without your support. So here are ways that you can support us. KWE is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can support us by donating. Ways that you can give is by Cash App at dollar sign KWE me one. You can give via PayPal at paypal.me slash kingdomwoman one. Um, you can also give via Amazon Smile. Yes, make Kingdom Woman Enterprise your charity of choice. Thank you so much for being the best part of what KWE is all about.